Welcome to the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, Kate Krakow, author, therapist, and business mindset coach. In just 20 minutes a week, I'm going to coach you to your breakthrough, whether you're folding laundry, walking the dog, or in the school pickup line. It's hard to chase your dreams, chase clients, and chase littles at the same time. Your inner critic doesn't have to hold you back anymore. Together, we'll make you the boss of your brain so you can become the confident boss of your business and your life. Ready for your weekly mindset makeover? Let's turn your limiting beliefs into limitless opportunity starting now. Welcome to episode 187 of the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. Guys, I'm back again. I told you I would take this week by week and see where I'm at, but... I have this episode I really want to share with you because I feel like it's going to speak to so many of you and I feel like this is that message that you need to hear to jumpstart where you're supposed to go next. Um, For those of you who are feeling stuck, feeling like you lack clarity, feeling like you maybe have no purpose in this season, I really want you to listen to this podcast because this one's for you. If you haven't already listened to last week's, last week was just really some of your questions that you had regarding homeschool and what we're going to be doing or what we've done, what's worked, what haven't, hasn't worked. So if you're interested in that, go on back to episode 186 and have a listen. All right, without further ado, let's get started. So I'm just going to share a little backstory with you before I dive into this sisterhood conference that we had at my church. I go to Valley Christian Church in Hopewell Junction, New York. Um, over the last year, and if you have been listening to the podcast or just following along with, on my stories on Instagram, you've seen that we've been going through a lot with our middle one, Charlie. Um, she's had all these skin issues and it led to a season of about six six to 10 months of her, like the only way to describe it is her pretty much handicapped. Um, and I don't say that lightly. She would have to wear scratch sleeves 24-7. Even with that, she would scratch through. So these are like mitts. They're like, they look like sleeves you put on your arms and there's mitts that go over your fingers. Um, so that you don't cut your skin when you scratch. But even on with that, she would still scratch through the mitts and tear the mitts open um, and scratch and bleed. So it was a very, like I can say that without much emotion anymore, um, but it was a pretty traumatic couple of years that we went through. And this all came to a head right around the March timeline, March of 2022, my book Drawing the Line, How to Achieve More Peace and Less Overwhelm in Your Life. My book was about to come out and I essentially had to say to my publisher, I can't show up for anything. I'm not in the right mental space. I'm not in the right physical space. I'm not sleeping at all. Um, And again, I think because it's so, I'm so far removed from it, I don't I can't even sort of remember, like I've sort of blocked those memories out of how painful and just how excruciating it was of not sleeping night after night, driving her for hours in the car to try to get her asleep, to get her to eat. Um, If water would touch her skin, like this is our first season of being able to do water play again. It's been a couple years now. Um, I've been able to 
of being able to like go in a pool. And I mean, it's huge to be able to watch your child. I was talking to a friend yesterday about when our, our daughters were in a dance recital together this time last year to watch your child not even be able to participate, but to be sitting in a corner, um, scratching herself until she bleeds. It's pretty traumatizing, but God has completely healed her. And I will share more of her healing story in the future. Um, what he's shown me is that I, I did a post on this recently. Often our gut, like we feel God whispering something to us and uh, maybe our gut's telling us something, but things don't add up, right? Um, maybe what doctors tell you or what other people's experience tells you, like it doesn't add up to what you feel he's telling you and he's whispering in your ear. But what I want to say is, you have to trust that what he's telling you is he's telling you for a reason, okay? Because it was about a good year and a half of me putting pieces together and trying to figure out why this happened to her, why she was going through what she went through. And I don't know if I'll ever share that, to be honest, because I feel like that's Charlie's story and that's something that I want her to decide someday if she wants to share. Um, but I probably will share a little pieces here and there, but ultimately about three weeks ago, we found this new doctor and, um, paid for this additional testing and what God put on my heart a year and a half ago of what happened to her and why this happened to her was the exact thing this doctor found in her testing. And it was, I instantly felt like I was going to break down when she told me this information. It was a feeling of relief, but also a feeling of regret. And, um, you know, you, you sort of feel everything when, when you finally get that answer of like, uh, so here's, you know, when I wrote the, the book, Drawing the Line, it was all about trusting your intuition and trusting your gut. And when God gives you discernment and puts something on your heart, no matter what, what other people say to you, you have to keep going with that. You have to keep moving forward. So for those of you who maybe feel that way about a situation today where maybe you feel like something's off or something's wrong and you can't quite put your finger on it, um, maybe it's in a relationship or maybe it's in your job, maybe your boss is asking you to do something that just doesn't feel right and you're not sure why or the same thing's happening in a relationship, you have to trust that. Um, and I really, really think that God reveals these things to us eventually, but I get it. It's hard when you're going through it in the moment and you have to sort of live blindly and, um, just go off of what your instincts are telling you or what God, you feel God is telling you. And it's hard to live that way. I'll say that. So through this whole um, situation with her over the last couple of years, I made the decision last spring to just completely shut my business down. We decided to homeschool um, and I was so mentally just not in a good place that I didn't think it would be fair as much as I wanted to coach. I sort of, I also, to be honest, it's like I wanted to keep my business. I wanted to hold on to it, but I also 
didn't have the desire because I barely could find time to take a shower or um, I couldn't control anything in my life, right? I couldn't control whether she was sleeping or um, how her day was going to go because there would be what was really hard was there would be weeks of her skin being great and us feeling like, oh my gosh, we have our life back. And then out of nowhere, there would be some type of trigger and relapse and we would be back in that place and sometimes even in a darker place than before. And it was almost worse that I would be questioning, God, why are you doing this to me? Why? Like, I don't understand. What did I do? What did I do to deserve this? What did she do to deserve this? Like you're finally, I'm thinking that you're healing her or as soon as I would say it out loud, Charlie's better. I swear within, and I would send out an email or something within an hour, sometimes minutes, I'd find her like in a corner of the house, just sitting there scratching, tearing her skin apart and bleeding again. And I know this is what I know now. um, And what was really revealed to me through this sisterhood, um, conference at my church is that the enemy will creep into your life and put lies and plant lies there to keep you from your purpose. He will tell you, oh, you can't handle this. Like as as soon as you're getting back up, I'm going to push you back down. He will make that happen. Um, And I'm not saying that what happened to her was all like an attack of the enemy. I'm not going to say that because we don't know. And I do know that it was a medical issue that um, came up with her too. But what I'll say is when you believe in God and you believe in God's power and God's goodness, you also have to believe the opposite, that there is an enemy out there who wants to come and kill and steal and destroy your life. And I feel like, especially as a homeschool family, our kids are not maybe necessarily targets at a traditional school, um, targets of the enemy to listen to lies that are maybe being taught in the traditional schools. And I'm not saying all schools are evil or terrible or, um, you know, there are fantastic teachers out there, but some of this agenda, the teachers don't, can't really choose or decide what they're going to teach. So I do feel like because maybe um, we're not being attacked in that sense, we're being attacked in our health. And there have been, there has been hit after hit of health issues in our home over the last year, especially. So going to this conference, um, Brooke Thomas was the speaker at our church. She is a faith and business coach. Um, She's coached a couple of my friends for several years, and I've always just heard amazing things about her and her work and um, the life that she lives. And I almost did not go to this conference because I said to my husband, first of all, it's his birthday weekend, and I said, "Um, you know, what's the point of me going? because I don't have a business. And um, I decided to, I think I mentioned this before, that last spring I decided to close doors of my business because I just couldn't keep it up anymore. I just couldn't function. Even though I had a team doing work for me, um, I could not trust that I would show up to 
client sessions. And you can't run a business if you don't know if you're going to be able to show up to sessions. So I had to just put everything on pause. And over this last year, and I'm not going to get emotional now because I've already, I feel like I am healed and I know this for sure. Over this past year, I have said out loud, probably daily, I have heard this whispered in my ear and I've said it out loud, like I said, um, my dreams are over. You know, I was, I was able to write my books. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me that opportunity, but my dreams are done. And, um, I now am going to just be home and, um, build up my children so that they can be leaders in their community someday. But my work is done. And it was almost like a sigh of relief too, of like, man, I don't have to do anything anymore. I can just be mom. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I, I, cause I think that, um, there's, again, there's nothing wrong with being a stay-at-home mom. That's what I'm doing right now. But I do think that we all have purpose, whether we're a stay-at-home mom, whether we're running businesses, whether we're working in the corporate world, we all have um, a voice. And we can't just sit back and watch other people make an impact. We all should be making an impact. And that was, again, that was the lie that I told myself day in and day out for over a year of your work is done. It was a great run. And now it's your um, place to just to raise your children and try to create leaders who will go and finish the work that you started. Um, So again, I was kicking, sort of kicking and screaming, going to this conference, like not really excited. The first night I looked like a, like my husband was like, oh babe, why don't you go like get yourself, like go find a cute outfit. Like I had been in my co-ops all day and I just had on like frumpy clothes and I was like, I'm exhausted. I really don't want to go to this. And, um, I just, I'm so fortunate. He's such a good guy. He was like, no, like just, just go. So I went and I clearly heard God say, your dreams are not dead. Your dreams are still alive. You need to get up and stop allowing the enemy to get in your way. And he's used this whole situation to beat you down, to keep you down. You still have a voice to share. You don't have to wait for your children to be adults someday to be making an impact in this world. You can make an impact on their lives and see them make an impact, but you also still are living and breathing. So your work is not done. And another little um, backstory, I can't remember if I shared this anywhere, Um, but anyways, you know the whole situation. I've shared it before with my book being taken out of print because I did not sell enough copies for them to consider keeping it in print. Taken out of print last summer. Received a stack of books, a box of books on my doorstep in like February. And the book was miraculously back in print because somebody put a big order in. Um, But anyways, when my book went out of print in the summer, the publisher said, you have one last chance to buy books. This is, this is your chance. And I said to myself, I got to buy a books. Like I want to give these to my grandkids someday, to my great grandkids someday. Like I need to have enough books. So I bought up like all of the books that were left 
and have had them sitting in the basement. And every time I walk down to the basement and I do laundry, I see the box of books, all of the boxes of books. And I'm like, this is taking up space in my, in my basement. I am such a failure. I couldn't sell books. I'm left with all of these books now. Who is ever going to read my book? Like every time it, like every single day I do laundry every day, like having three kids, you do laundry every day. It was another reminder of how much I failed. And then I had this idea, you know, uh, I'm going to this conference. Let me see if I can just donate 150 books to the conference for each of these women to the church. And let's see if they'll even take them because maybe they won't even want them. Like that was what I was telling myself. I text someone at church and she was like, yes, please. Here's the deal. My book is back in print now. And it, it dawned on me, if God had not taken it out of print, I would not have had this opportunity to share this book with 150 women who needed it. And at the end of the conference, the speaker, Brooke, asked, does anyone have a breakthrough? Does anyone want to share or no, she just said, if you had a, because if, if she said, if anyone wants to share, there is no way in heck I would have stood up or raised my hand because I do not like speaking in large groups of people. Like it just terrifies me. I don't like to be the center of attention. And I know it's like maybe hard to believe because I'm very open on here and I'm a very sociable person. Like I love being with people. I love talking with people, but I hate all eyes on me at the same time. So she said, if you've had a breakthrough, stand up. So I thought that was the extent of where this was going to go. I stand up. And then she said, those of you who had a breakthrough, I want all of you to share what it was. And I'm like thinking, I'm shaking. My heart is jumping out of my chest. I don't want to share. I don't want to talk about it, but God kept saying, there's someone in this room that needs to hear that you thought you were a failure. You thought your career was over. You thought, why even try again? So stop being so selfish and take the microphone and share. And again, I'm now like bawling my eyes out. Number one, because I'm scared to speak in front of 150 women. I mean, I've done it before, but like I'm not, I never do it on the spot. Like I have to be prepared. Like I can speak in front of people, but I need to like be planning. I need to like have notes. I need to practice. Um, and if I'm not, like there's no way I'm not, I just can't speak off the cuff like that. So my friend Sarah comes over with the microphone and was like, Kate, I need you to share. So I raise my hand and I'm like, so I am the person who wrote that book that everyone got in their bag. And then Brooke, the speaker is like, what? You were the person that wrote this book? Oh my goodness. Come up here on stage. (gasps) And I'm crying and can barely speak. And I share the story about like, Thank you, Jesus, for bringing me to this conference, for my husband who talked me into it, for thank you, Jesus, for taking my book out of print, making me feel like a failure, 
to be able to now have a testimony. And without my book being out of print, each one of you women here would not have a copy of it. Um, and it was like the most beautiful, terrifying experience. Um, and then she had everyone take pictures with it. It was just, it was so beautiful just showing like what sisterhood can do, like supporting other women. And I felt in that moment, like my story is not over yet. I'm going to keep doing this as hard as it feels. I know that there's a reason why I have been humbled, like deeply, deeply humbled. Why I've experienced all of this pain. Pain is never wasted. Never. Your pain can be a breakthrough for someone else hearing your story. Your story is maybe the thing that's going to keep that other person from ending things, right? From ending their life. You never know. You never know how powerful your story can be. And I really believe, I've said this many times before, that especially as women, each of us has such a powerful story to share. I would love to someday run a group or, um, yeah, like run a group or a workshop or something on storytelling or testimonies because there's so much power in your testimony. And here's the thing, for someone to get something from your story or your testimony, they don't need to be just like you. Their situation can be vastly different and it doesn't matter. Okay? There is power in hearing someone struggle and hearing somebody, how they got through it. It doesn't matter what it might be. You don't have to have a life or a story, anything like that other person. But hearing their vulnerability can change everything. So I am only going to share that today and I'm going to record another podcast for next week. Um, Maybe not next. Well, maybe I will do them back to back so you don't have to sit on the edge of your seat about what has come out of this event now. The power in saying your dreams out loud the power of um, saying your fears out loud, the power of accountability, saying, I am not going to allow my dreams to stay dead. I am resurrecting them. I'm bringing them back to life. Maybe they look different. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for making them different. Because if my life went my way, it wouldn't be good. I think we all know that, right? We so tightly want to hold on to the way that we want our lives to go. Nobody wants pain. Nobody wants suffering. But God's got a better story for us through the pain, through the suffering, through the hardship. That's when we're humbled. That's when we're refined That's when he softens our hearts to be able to feel the hearts of others. So I want to say today, if you have a story to share, please share it, okay? 
Don't worry about what other people are going to think about you. I know it's hard. Like we all compare all the time. Um, it's just part of human nature, right? Like my girls, they're young, four and six years old, and they're constantly comparing and competing. It's just part of human nature. But what's most important is what we do with it. Love you guys. And thanks for sticking around all these years. I have something really exciting to share with you, especially if you are in the Hudson Valley, a movement that was born from this conference. I'm going to share about it in my next episode. Hey friends, make sure you subscribe so you can receive the latest episode automatically downloaded wherever you are listening to this show. We also read every single review. So make sure you let us know what you thought about today's episode by leaving a review. Love ya.